Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt Podcast, episode 129. I am Nick Cole. And I am Single White Medusa, watching Nick try to not spill the coffee. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the face you were making. <laughs> it was so close. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I mean, pure attention. Pure, like, like John Lithgow was the villain, and you were on the train... And you were running from him, and and he had like knives and knives for teeth, and he was all, "You hate me, Nicole? Then get in line." <laughs> Is this an actual movie? That that's a line from a John Lithgow movie, um, the forgettable cliffhanger, which isn't too bad. Is it cliffhanger? I think it's it's maybe cliffhanger, yeah, huh. with Sylvester Stallone, which is a Sylvester Stallone mountain climbing movie. Interesting. Yeah, which I really like. I, I grow to like Sylvester Stallone more and more. Yeah, me too. And you guys like the same uh, workout guys videos too. We which do. Is cool. We do. X. We do. It's very interesting. But yeah. uh, got to straighten out the mic today. It's a wild and weird, crazy day, and it's been a crazy week for me because uh, first off, from the coffee house, let's do a little weather report. Okay. Dark Shaman is still missing. I know. Dark Shaman is missing. The Nazi is missing after I drove him off. After you told him to his face that he's a Nazi. And he scurried away. I did. He's. You maybe saw him one more time after that, barely, right? Yeah, he but. said, I'm, I'm going to call the police on you. And I'm like, call the polizei. <laughs> Nazi. No one likes you here. Find another cafe. And then when I called him a Nazi, that's when he like suddenly began to shake. And he looked at his phone and like... He was like, oh, maybe I don't want to get the police involved. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't, Kraut. <laughs> but anyways, there's that. But then today there were two Gary Gygaxes, and that was kind of fun for me. I'm trying to place that name. Oh, yes. D&D creator. Um, with yeah, Jim Ward. Yeah, there, there were two yes. D&D creators. Okay. And they were in there, and they both looked exactly like late-era Gary Gygax. Wow. And I think they might have been twins, but they've both chosen to remain lookalikes for their entire lives. Whoa. And I really just wanted to walk up and be like, if either of you have a 20-sider, I will buy your coffees for a year. <laughs> Oh, man, why didn't you? Maybe they're Gary Gygax, Gary Gygax clones. I know. I was actually thinking that I was going to say something like that. Oh, you never know. You never know, Gary. You never know. Um, but today we're drinking an unusual coffee that I came up with on my own. It's really good. Which is an Olay. And then I had them put two pumps of honey syrup in it, which is really just honey. Honey is syrup. Yeah. <laughs> and then a, a pump of milk chocolate. And I know this coffee house, they actually make their chocolate, milk chocolate pump in-house. Because I used to have to make it when I worked for their old corporation. So, like, so they actually melt real chocolate. Yeah, it's a whole... Well, it, well I mean, there's a powder and milk oh, thing see, going on. Okay. It's not like they're in there, you know, with the planer planing off the chocolate. <laughs> You know, and then the double broiler, and then like. <laughs> That's what I yeah. thought you meant. At Pepperidge Farms, like, wow. this is how we make cookies, and I'm all, no, you don't. <laughs> I know. No, you don't, old timey man. That is not how that cookie is made. That is not. I like me a good mint Milano. Who don't? I do. But no one's playing in that chocolate and that mint Milano. No, there's definitely conveyor belts and machines involved, <laughs> and factories. And as my mother says. Sometimes you don't look too close because you don't want to know. 
And I, I found her wisdom to be, there are times that I just did not want to know. I liked the illusion. You never want to go backstage at Disneyland. You don't want to see Goofy walking around with his head off. I'm just a weirdo. Dragging a butt. I always want to know. Like, I just like to know the real story. <laughs> but I get it. Some people like, some people like to live and. Well, then that would kind of explain your current mental status. You know, your your sort of. Well, <laughs> am I having a mental issue? I feel pretty. No, good. no. I mean, I think we can say mental status without implying that someone's <laughs> crazy. I mean, technically, everyone has a mental status. Okay. I mean, even the comatose. <laughs> What's my mental status right now? Well, that everything's insane. Everything's just super weird. I mean, and today I think the level of weirdness like super ratcheted up, and we'll get to that in the podcast, but. Let's start with uh, because this is the podcast where you know we go there and we talk about stuff and we're gonna we're gonna break it all down. But I think the first weirdness that we kind of have to address is the state of play in the vaccine COVID war. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is going on right now? Well, I think maybe last time we did a show we were mentioning that it was starting to they were starting to ratchet it back well that has definitely continued which is great they've ratcheted it back more and more which is awesome i mean but like like but suddenly and immediately yeah like we're, we're still suspicious but it's yeah. a little bit awesome but. it's but it's almost like i mean and today i actually saw like where a pfizer exec or the pfizer exec came out and said i think it's time to end mandatory vaccines and masks and that's being parroted by the uk by ireland by other companies starbucks has said we're not doing the vaccine mask but you still have your local orange county register saying um, many companies reject uh the supreme court and will continue to enforce the mandate and i'm like when where and point to who but then also today who wants to get sued because the supreme court just said you can't do it yeah and so no, not there's not one country, company in this country with any lawyer worth his salt who's going to like walk into the CEO and say, Frank, I know the Supreme Court just uh, prevented you from enforcing that vaccine mandate, but I got my law license uh, out of a vending machine and uh, a box of licorice whips. <laughs> and in my uh, expert opinion, e pluribus unum. Uh, I think you have a case to go ahead and, and jab these bastards in your company. Force them, in fact. Hold them down, Frank. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think any lawyer who didn't get his uh, license out of a vending machine is right now telling the company, like, don't even say the mandate word again. Never, ever. In fact, try to scub, scrub all social media, all data, all memos, and all the bullshit you guys have been saying for two years in which you said you were going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And then go downstairs and all the people that you did force to do it, write them a check. And that's usually what happens at a lot of corporations. They don't talk about it a lot. But sometimes when the corporations really mess up, they will line everybody up outside the door and say, this is what everybody's getting, 25000 bucks. Here's your check. Shut up. Yeah. I also saw today Biden administration is withdrawing OSHA COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Now, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Of course they should because the Supreme Court ruled thus, but still, they're officially, they've officially withdrawn it. Okay, now I'm going to do my favorite Billy Crystal line because I think it warrants this. And I bet of all the people listening, I bet the chat, Mm -hmm. the only person who's going to get this is M.A. Rothman. Okay. He's he's the only one that's going to know this movie, where this movie comes from. (laughs) Oh, no, the man missed a question on the Jeopardy. 
I mean, I don't know for sure because I haven't seen this movie, but I'm going to guess anyway because I know of this movie. Is it Quiz Show? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. It's a really great Billy Crystal movie. Oh, Billy Crystal. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, Billy Crystal's not in Quiz Show. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. You Billy would Crystal. think that he would have been, but yeah. he wasn't. Instead, he chose to make Mr. Saturday Night. I forgot that you said Billy Crystal. Yeah, I don't know. I like Billy Crystal, though. Oh, I mean, no. The I man like missed a Bible question on Jeopardy. <laughs> He is funny. Well, that basically sums up Joe Biden, like, right now. Like, oh, no, Joe Biden missed a question on real Jeopardy, which is the Supreme Court, and now he's got to own it. But, like, so so then suddenly everybody this week reverses course. You know, when, I mean, and, and apparently, like, there are still many organizations sort of advancing this narrative that we're in the worst thing ever and blah, 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 and you're all going to die. And so... The messaging is insane. Now, what happened? Mm -hmm. What happened? I don't really know. I know that things are happening. I don't know if they're separate or if they're causing each other to happen or if the one thing caused the other, I, you know, which would be the same thing that I just said. But, like, let's just kind of analyze. Well, okay, so everybody decided that vaccine mandates were bad because the Supreme Court said so. And that kind of seemed like if you really were a player that, you know, like the people who poll and, you know, kind of know which way, like all the Democrats who are basically dropping out of elections right now, like they do theorize that sort of big government, the you know, and the people running everything have these AIs that are predictive and they can kind of tell you like this, whether you like it or not, this is what's going to happen. And these people, I think, have had enough success with that that they've begun to sort of treat the AI like a minor god. Mm -hmm. And that's that's scary as hell. So I think the AI said, uh, you're going to lose the next election really big time. And here's some things you can do to mitigate it. And so what that AI has told him them to do is very interesting and would be great to know. But we don't know that on this podcast. We can guess. Um but all we can kind of do is look at a few things that are going on. And it first off starts with, okay, nuts, nuttier, super nuts. So I'm going to make those three categories and we're going to touch on them. So nuts is the sudden reversal from uh, the two societies of vaxxed and vaccine. Thanks, guy who starts his car while I'm doing this podcast. But that's the kind of real stuff that you get. While he does that, I'm going to make a quick commercial. Um, today is a very special day for my company, Galaxy's Edge, and Wargate Publishing, which is our publishing imprint. We just launched our first new debut author, which is Peter Nealon, who is a recon marine and a science fiction writer, and he has written a Forgotten Ruin-style book, and we are launching it today. I put the link, if you want to check it out, in um, the the email that you got, or and I'll throw it in the comments too, but it's in the body of how you pressed play on this. And we would really appreciate it if you would just go buy his 99 cent novel today, or if you like audiobooks and you want to blow credit, we have launched it with the audio audiobook as narrated by the excellent Mark Boyette. But this is our big foray, and this is kind of also what happened, you know, with the thing and Amazon jamming us last week. Like this was a plan we had, a, you know, a long time in action, but. This is this is our big move against tech and, and setting ourselves free in, you know, independent, non-woke publishing and veteran publishing and veteran writers. So if you could, if you could just go over there and maybe pick up the 99 cent book and give it a shot, we would really appreciate that. That is the commercial. OK, so 
Nuts is the sudden reversal from the vaccine. Nuttier is taking the Harry S. Truman supercarrier uh, super and, atta- and giving it to NATO to go have fun at the war, which is just weird. Yeah, I saw a thing. It's the first time it's happened since the Cold War. So The United States never does that stuff. Yeah. And now here the United States is doing that stuff. Yeah. Really weird stuff. Um, and then as nutty as it gets, I don't know what's beyond nuttier. I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, char, charo nutty. Like, oh. charo on on meds and cocaine <laughs> nutty. <laughs> That's funny. The one, this is one of the most disturbing headlines I read yesterday. And it was so disturbing, I didn't even want to get into it. I'm so curious. But the Playboy Playmates are all coming out now from back in the day. And they're saying that... And you kind of knew someone who was involved in the circles. And and they're coming out now and saying that Hugh Hefner once... Hugh Hefner got weird at the end. like mm-hmm. like And it had been weird for a number of years. But... He just went like he went crazy, like like terrible things. I can't even mention, Whoa. but animals were involved. Ew. And um, <laughs> there was a second headline that said Hugh Hefner got his friend's dog addicted to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's horrible. Whoa, that is crazy. Because it was so out of control. You know. What do you mean? Like because he, it was given cocaine, right? No, because Hugh was. Oh, I see. Because, I like, because as J.K. Rowling would would reveal, it was Hugh that was always out of control, not the dog. <laughs> so um, nuttier than than Hugh Hefner getting your dog high on cocaine and Ad- addicted. And addicted. <laughs> hey Hugh, uh, me and Barkles are gonna come over and hang out for the weekend, like we used to back in college before you became a porn magnet. Sure, come on over. Nice dog. Would he like some cocaine? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, Hugh. Can you give dogs cocaine? You sure can. Let's find out. <laughs> they love it. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. <laughs> what was rock bottom for Barkles? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That seems dangerous. I mean, like, that it's dangerous, dangerous to even give dogs normal things to humans sometimes like what chocolate or something i know there's like tortillas and things like that yeah that you can't give it to them yeah so i mean so so anyways would you like a drink of my coffee yeah that's so good i might get another one for the (laughs) thing i have to do in an hour um because we're doing a launch party for peter neeland's book yeah that'll be fun and if you didn't know this little tidbit too galaxy's edge launched its first cereal and you can get it for free and yours truly read it in fact you know what i'll do is tomorrow i will stick that in the show notes and you guys can check that out if you haven't listened to it but it's myself and the medusa reading it out loud and so if you are a trucker or law enforcement or one of the people just i'm so thankful keeping this nation alive and you gotta you gotta hang behind that wheel we took care of you not only did we print something that you can read, but we also recorded it so that you don't have to read it. You can just listen to me badly do all the voices from Tyrus Rex to uh, a mentally disabled Z. That one was awesome. Because Z, for anyone that doesn't know, which most of you probably know, are like donkeys. So it's like a donkey They're, donkey, voice. they're donkoids. And it's really... <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny. I mean, I don't think you were trying to be funny, but it'll just... Uh, It'll, it'll, cap- sound, it'll capture your heart. It'll catch you by surprise, and you'll be like, what? 
I'm so, not the only one that cracked up when I heard it. But if we ever do have the Galaxy's Edge movie, Eddie Murphy will play the Z. Oh, that would be awesome. Because of Shrek. Yeah. Because he was the donkey in Shrek. I know. He's awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. I bet he sleeps on a dragon horde pile of money because of Shrek. And he mm-hmm. he probably has other money piles in his house. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he's like, I'm going to go s- sleep on the Shrek money pile. Yeah. And it's probably, it might be bigger than any of the other money piles when yeah. you really think about it. Maybe it's actually like that. There was this cartoon when I was younger called DuckTales. And it was sort Ooh, DuckTales! Yeah. Woo! And Scrooge McDuck, like, had a thing, like a room, where he could jump off, like, a diving board into his, like, money pool and, like, swim in it. Maybe it's like that. You liked that. <laughs> I guess. You love money. No, I don't. I'm You're not, like... Kind of a little. No more than anyone else, but, like, not... I'm also fine when I know there's not money, like... But you consider it evil. No one's a, like, a I hate money. money. <laughs> no, like, well, yeah, I mean, the love but of money is love the root money. of all evil. All evil. No, like, just, you know, as in just like anyone else, but giving, not like giving, crazy. Giving you cash, like sometimes if I get a bunch of money out of the bank or whatever, not that we have a bunch of money to get out, don't come and jack us. Because I'm armed with guns. But I'll give you cash and like, there, there's almost like this like alcoholic going into a bar for a glass of water and they're like can i get you a shot like no 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 i've been sober for 20 years ah come on just one it's my first day as a bartender all right i guess i'll have a double back bourbon (laughs) and then i give you that money and it's like "Ah, welcome back (laughs) i what uh that was from a show but it was no i create my own (laughs) content here it was never from the King of Queens oh, when Kevin James becomes a bartender and <laughs> no one wants a mixed drink and and then this uh, yeah it's a it's a great scene. That is funny. What does the guy say? He goes, he drinks it. He takes a <gasps> shot. That's the stuff goes, or something like so that. Like, right? Yeah, something like he's like I'm back. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's a totally end game moment. So let's start with Nutty. Um, Nutty is the fact that there was a sudden and full reversal in the whole vaccine culture that the world does seem to be going two ways uh the uh, australia just seems to be going for it in this huge way of like we don't care we're going for it we have somebody in this podcast that i believe is from there and they left a great comment the other day about i think they were working in law enforcement there and how they just decided to part ways with what they see going on there i know other people there they're fighting the good fight, but you kind of watch uh, Australia, and then, you know, I know Australians get upset, but we associate New, Ze- New Zealand with you, too. You know, and both of those countries are just sort of going nuts at the top, like frantically, like they sense that something's coming. Now, there are some weird, nutty conspiracy theories out there about Australia, and one of those things is that Australia only has a population of 25 million and the elites that are about to start World War III number themselves and their retainers, their hirelings, the lords, the ladies, the strippers, the supermodels, Leonardo DiCaprio, about 50 million, you know, is what they need to sort of like continue their lifestyle. And the Southern Hemisphere, and especially down there in New Zealand and Australia, New Zealand's where they've built a number of bunkers. Um, is if there is a nuclear exchange or a viral outbreak of some kind, Australia is the perfectly defensible place. 
Like if you want to stay away, if you need to stay away from everybody and not get vaporized by toe to toe, no holds barred nuclear combat, um, name the movie that line came from. And I kind of butchered the line, but if you know the movie, you know it. Um, then Australia is the place to go. Uh, I would say that the elites themselves will maintain New Zealand as their private sort of welcome to fantasy island. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch Fantasy Island? Not really, but I'm a little familiar with it. But, yeah. But yeah. Fantasy Island will be sort of like the big house in the slave plantation of the globalists. And then and then Australia will be a prison state mm. where workers are allowed to serve the overstate in, in Australia and, and, and fly back and forth. And it's a significant flight. But it's not, it's not uh, California to Australia. One time... My agent in Hollywood got me an audition and I was like, I had, I think I had like, I had a really bad cold and I just had to drive out to, uh, Arizona to shoot a pizza commercial. So I was, I was like in the wheelhouse of being hot. And so of course that's when all the work happens. And she said, if you book this, you have to leave for Australia on Monday. Wow. And I felt like warmed over death. And I'm like, I'm not even going to that audition because and it was like a crime thriller. Wow. And I'm like, and it probably was gonna, it probably would have been my big break. I always mm-hmm. tell myself the ones I didn't go to were the ones. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't, because then I wouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think that. Okay, so here's the really nutty thing. Some of the deep conspiracy people say about Australia, they all think that there's something going on in Antarctica. Now, I don't subscribe to any of this. I'm just passing the crazy along. And I think with as crazy as things are now, we kind of have to consider everything, right? I mean, right. that's. And, and they think that there's some sort of really big, crazy thing going on in Antarctica. I think the things that they might think is is there might be some sort of space program going on in Antarctica that allow that, that, that sort of is allowed to happen because a lot of the time, because of how the Earth is shaped, we can't actually see things that take off and land from the Arctic. Oh. I mean, the Antarctic. Wow. And, and they do theorize that it's not rocket-based, that it's maybe possibly alien technology from 1948 using sort of anti-grav technology, which the people who, you know, theorize about breakaway civilizations. Um, this does tie into the Nazi international. They do say that the bird expedition in the 50s got really weird. And when you look at the things that went on there, um, it's Christian Slater, <laughs> like 20 years later from now. That's crazy. That is crazy. This is a weird coffee shop. <laughs> now we have two Gary Gygaxes and Christian Slater, but we lost Dark Shaman, though he did appear one day in another form. That was interesting. If you're just tuning in, I get we're not. I get it. We're totally nuts. We're just having fun. Yeah. But. You're a sci-fi writer. Like, this is what you but do. There, but there are, as Bill and Ted say, dark doings at the Circle K. Mm-hmm. And and if I this is my circle K and lately it does seem like a lot of weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, kids. Don't worry, chat. It's gonna get nuttier. <laughs> so uh, they say that in Australia that there is something very strange going on there, and or in in the in the Antarctic and and Australia is the best way actually to access that. I might disagree with that plan and say that it is more. Um, it would be more, in my opinion, Chile and South America. But then again, that's a hard crossing and people don't like that. I don't know how the crossing is from Australia down there 
or whatever. But you know, all things considered, it's worth uh, it's worth worth considering. Yeah, it is interesting. I need to know more about it to have an opinion. Yeah, but I, I'm, mean, I'm open I think to that there I think that there are some avenues that we can research. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you just came across. Well, right now you're in the Dulles book, mm-hmm. and you're you and my mother are just finding that darkly fascinating. Yeah, I mean, because what it what it's related to for me and why I find it interesting is I've only recently, as of the last couple of years, really thought much about the deep state, and then like, well, maybe Trump's whole presidency, okay, and then like I didn't really understand like. How exactly like does the whole deep state work? How are they so powerful? How powerful are they? Blah blah blah. So to me, this is a window that looks into that and helps me under because basically Alan Dulles, from what I gather, in my opinion, I don't know if he was the first kind of deep state person, but he was definitely he was acting like a deep state person. Whether he was the first one to to do this and act like this, I'm not really sure. But he's total deep state and and just seeing like how whether he the times where he has a position with the government and then sometimes briefly he won't have a position either way he's still doing his shenanigans and kind of shaping America's foreign policy like even when he's not really allowed to even when the president tells him not to like it's really weird and he manages to get up to a lot of shenanigans so there's this weird rumor that says that trump was at davos and uh he um i'll let you nail that um and that they took him into a skiff these sort of government officials and world leaders and told him what's what and that's Mm -hmm. kind of accounted supposedly for trump's behavior of lately sort of not backing down on the vaccine and then you know going through I might think a sham of a run because I, I just don't. I think he's. I think he's fatally holed himself on the vaccine, and and until he cleans up, like like I said, he he can always clean that up. I don't know that it's him. I think a lot of people are, but he he's trying to like get people to think it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There there are games afoot, but there is there is the Davos skiff rumor. It's interesting. Mm. And again, because things are so weird, and if this podcast today is just a little too weird or nutty for you it's kind of where it started we just like conspiracy theories and looking at them and 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 examining everything so nutty is like why is the sudden about face reversal well like okay what kind of suddenly came to attention this week that drove drove that you know and it was it was that suddenly and if you've been paying attention we've been kind of following the ukraine story for about a year now with this dude named lee wilbarger who's kind of like the tiger king of radio communications in that his voice reminds you of his it's com- right it's comforting <laughs> but uh, he's not gay and he's not an animal trainer he's not gay he just kind of sounds like him animal trainer but uh, he's an interesting dude um but he's been talking about the ukraine because he did he did some work with them and and knows them and and it's interesting stuff to consider and then you know so ukraine has been developing for a while and it's weird how it's developing and that it, it really does seem to be on this collision course of the Russians who are sort of doing everything that they can to make it not work. So is that Putin basically making a, a, a Putin Putin making a, a cogent argument that Russia feels surrounded? People don't really understand that about the Russian psyche, but they have a real big problem with that because they actually have been conquered about three or four times 
and they don't dig people getting four minutes away by missile strike from Moscow, which is what you would have with Ukraine. And what they really want is the assurance that Ukraine cannot join NATO, which NATO can't really agree to because that means no one's going to join NATO. Um, it's it's going to get weak. And then you see most of NATO really wanting to go all in on this and really just punch Putin in the face. I think that this is being driven by the UK, which is why they sort of were the first to drop the whole mandate thing because they kind of knew that they were going to need to go here and they were going to need a population that was ready to work and fight. Um, but it's, but the weird thing is now Germany is becoming this huge roadblock. Germany is not allowing supplies or equipment to overfly into the Ukraine. Um, and that's, and, and someone had stated, you know, when I was talking about this, they're like, Oh, don't worry. We have stored supplies, you know, like, cause like, the problem with the Ukraine right now is that Russia's got it, got about 60 BTGs, which are basically uh, brigades, for want of a better word. But they're they're mobile and they're they move fast and they're tactical, they're specialized and and they do a lot of specific work. And there's a lot of them. 60 is a lot. You're looking at about roughly 60,000 troops just in that. They've got two to three SAM divisions and they've got a bunch of SA-7 traps and they've got a ton of artillery. Now the one thing they haven't done is moved in mass infantry. But in this kind of situation right now with it still being late winter you don't need mass infantry if you've got um, sort of the room to run there and they've got armor and things like that. That ends in about three weeks when the spring thaw happens. So basically things are on this huge huge collision course. And neither side seems to be willing to do anything about it. And then enter Germany, who is in NATO, and where a lot of our stuff is stored, mainly our old tanks and things like that, that we would go and use. And here's Germany saying, oh, we're not interested in going to war with Russia nor supporting NATO's defense of Ukraine. Why is that? Well, Germany gets all their power and oil from Russia. So the situation is the nuttiness of the reversal on COVID. I don't know, but was that caused by the fact that World War III is coming? Or do the globalists, which you really have to think Europe and not Russia, do the globalists realize that the pandemic came up a little shorter than the four years that they wanted? And now they need a new crisis. And Russia was always going to happen. They always wanted to punch Russia in the face and push Russia back so that they can basically form the empire and downgrade the United States um, and and deal with China, which they they basically ice China right now with its 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 environmental problems, with its financial problems. And they're baiting China. They're just baiting them to go for Taiwan. And they might let them go for Taiwan. But the main thing is. We'll see. So that's that's the nutty picture. Did did the pandemic fall apart and then they needed to suddenly ramp up Ukraine Russia? Because Ukraine Russia is is definitely shaping up to be a world war. And the thing that scares me is I feel like the people who are angling for this feel like they're in some kind of control of it. And it's amazing how things get rapidly out of control. So here's where we move to the second tier of nuttiness. 
in the United States' history, we have always generally been the leaders, at least since World War II. Um, well, even during World War II, because we had Eisenhower. But we've since we're footing the bill, uh, we often want to be uh, the military force that's leading the way and controlling all the actions and being in charge. For the first time ever, Biden takes one of our premium military assets, which is a supercarrier, not just a carrier. It is a... I think two reactor nuclear powered supercarrier with 120 strike aircraft and a bunch of other complementary aircraft. This thing can ruin people's days. And it, I think it, I'm not sure, but I think it usually has a support fleet of, I'm going to say, I'm going to get it wrong, but let's say 30 ships, but I'll probably, I, there, there's some Navy here and, and a lot of people are military experts in, in a lot of equipment that I'm not. So, Maybe they can correct me there, but it's not just the carrier. It comes with other stuff. And you use carriers to project power. We, we At our height, I think we had 16 of them. I think we've been downgraded to about 11. Um, you, you, you drive carriers into people's ports to let them know how badass you are. And so they don't mess with you. If you get two of those carriers together, which they do occasionally, and you launch all the aircraft on that carrier, it's a thing called an alpha strike. And it's it's utterly devastating. And you complement that with tomahawks, and you've just ruined a nation. Mm. Um, so, so, that's the state of play right now. Now, why would you take one of our premium assets and then give it to NATO? Remember three years ago when Trump was screaming at NATO for not paying its bills and saying, we're not paying any more of NATO's bills till you pay your bills. And Trump actually got NATO to play like no one, not one military has anything in Europe and in NATO has anything comparatively close to our military prowess. Why are we suddenly handing over a subordinate role? It's so crazy. It's like Dangerous. if you don't understand how weird and nutty that is, it is because I am ineffectively making the point. But that should cause your jaw to hit the floor. Um, we've basically handed them one of our weapons and said, go play in Europe and have World War III. And we're not going to, in any way, shape, or form, have any control over that. Is it so that we, like, so that the United States can have plausible deniability if they do something kind of jacked up and very warlike and be like, well, it wasn't actually us, it was NATO, like that, we didn't really call that shot. I, 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 I think there's a reverse logic to that. It's that we are, we are, we are, that there is a, a movement by the global globalists to contrive that we are weak now. Mm -hmm. Biden is being kept in day by day when he is clearly incompetent, clearly hurt ill. Mm -hmm. And never was that impressive no. to show that we are weak and ineffective. Afghanistan was show was staged and orchestrated to show that we are weak and ineffective. Our economy is collapsing to show that we are weak and ineffective. A civil war is being manufactured between two sides to show that we are weak and ineffective. So all of this is to show that the United States is done. And gosh, wouldn't it be great if there was a new global supremacy? And I think that global supremacy will come out of Europe. And uh, I have some other ideas about that going down the road. But um, 
we are we are we are we are playing a, a smaller role in this one but we are footing the bill financially for it and we're using our premium piece of equipment that generally we held back unless we were in charge because the carrier is a game changer um so what's in it for us i wonder there's nothing in it for the for the the people of the United States of America. Yeah. No one even wants to go fight this war. No one believes in this government because it's illegitimate, and no one believes in in the war in Ukraine because it has nothing to do with us. People, we've been at war for 20 years, and most everybody I ask is sick to death of war. So there's nothing in it for us. It's just that people like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Dan Crenshaw, Ted Cruz. All of them have sold us down the road. Do I know that Ted Cruz has done it? I don't know, but I don't see him not doing it. Yeah. Um, they've all taken money, and they're selling us out so that we no longer, you know, like, they're, they're, they're being given money to oh. make us look stupid. Well, so maybe that's what's in it for them. I just, like... But the, no, there's they, nothing in it for the American people. Okay, but I'm just What saying, do we care about the Ukraine? They, what do we care about power and energy in Europe? We don't. Right, but I'm saying, why give over one of our massive assets like that to NATO? Like, they must have felt there was something in it for them, some reason, some advantage for them to do that but maybe it's just simply it's just it's just because money. it's know. like when you look that guys like millie and mattis are on the boards of like i think, I think it's blackrock mm. they're not generals anymore they're financial profiteers they're war profiteers mm. and i don't know how that got started but it's got to end that you can't have generals profiting like that that's got to end that, and that's how you you make these decisions now there is a tactical reason for all of this that people don't understand Russia and the Ukraine are the two giant grain powerhouses of the world. So if we are headed into a famine, which go to your shelves and look around. I mean, it's be, it's a contrived manufactured famine because the more and more that I look at all these issues, the more I'm convinced that these people are trying to kill us and cause mass death. And famine's a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing that beats mass death than famine, and that's a good old humans killing humans that will do it better than a virus it'll do it better than war well that is war uh famine you know comet strikes or anything like that if you get these humans out there killing each other then that's where we're really really going to do some super damage and i think we're being ramped up to that so that's the that's level two nuttiness you really have to like stop and analyze there's there's no reason for that carrier to be in nato Mm-hmm. It's like there's there's two naval groups right now, one in the North Sea and one entering the Mediterranean. The Russian fleet is making for the Black Sea, and they're going to hold war games. To be involved in the Black Sea, the NATO fleet is going to have to cross the Bosphorus, which is uh, the Dardanelles, which is where Turkey is, and... You know, Constantinople, and that's a very narrow thing, and you could fight a really big battle there to gain access to the Black Sea. Whoever controls the Black Sea is probably going to run the table on the Ukraine. Interesting. So if you're when fight time is going to happen when those two fleets try to see who controls the Black Sea. Okay. Real quick, before we get to... You're still leading toward the nuttiest thing, right? The nuttiest thing. But real quick on the, like, maybe earlier level of nutty like the just a little bit nutty about like the narrative switching so quickly is this a like which came first a lot of the liberals a lot of the liberals suddenly coming out 
against the whole COVID narrative and the vax thing. I'm thinking specifically of like Barry Weiss uh, being on Bill Maher's show recently. And they were both just completely like, this is stupid. We're done with it. Blah, 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 blah. And then um, even who is that? Jimmy Dore also, who was even like talking about like more like the censorship, but like Alex Jones, he's like, first it was Alex Jones. Now they're literally. I would like to ascribe it that as as classical liberals, they reacquired their religion Mm. and realized that that giving up your liberties and freedom wasn't worth your team winning. But at the same time, I don't trust anybody anymore. And it, mm-hmm. it is weird that the messaging all happens yeah, at once. Yeah, like the timing was like right when everything flipped. And so I was curious, is it there, the globalist AI was like, uh-oh, some of the big people that liberal people listen to are now saying this yeah. stuff too, and they're going to influence. When Bruce Springsteen writes a first? song about taking off the mask and making <laughs> America great again, everybody, oh my then you'll know, oh, okay, you know, but then you've got, you know, Tom Hanks with all his baggage and garbage you know, out there trying to say, trying to use, you know, his voice of Private Ryan speech to like tell us how great America is, and we all pull together. And I'm like, oh wow, is that is that the same side that's telling us we're all criminals and we're killing everybody? And there's this manufactured lie of the pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is not a lie. It's it, which which is a lie. There is not a pandemic of the vaccinated. No, the there is not a pandemic pan- of the unvaccinated. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> So then we move to like the super nuttiest thing. And this is probably not something that you've heard a lot about because it's 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 deep dark in do 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 X Files country. But it's weird, man. Yeah. Shall I say it? So I came across a video today. It's someone I don't remember but I know we've seen a couple of his other videos and um, he's on BitChute. So I had subscribed to like get emails about his other BitChute videos. So I don't even remember how I found him. But I know we've liked other stuff of his and that's why I subscribed. I think his channel is called Father Founding. But anyway, the title of it was something like, are they demolishing the White House or something like that? And I was like, what? This is interesting. So we just watched it today. I think it was about 20 minutes or so. And basically it is uh, someone captured some of the video of the White House's own like live cam that the White House has like that is on the outside of the White House shows the outside of the White House. And it's at night. Well, most of the, the video, the first time that this happened was at night. And it's basically you're looking at the White House and the and the windows on like the second floor and you start seeing well, first off there's like a construction type truck outside in the yard or whatever you would call that, and like a walls and corrals built around I don't know, all kinds of like construction y stuff, but or security stuff. But then like so you're looking at the upstairs windows in the middle of the night and you start to see these flashes go off window by window and not like camera flashes um and it's sort of like boom 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 like you'll see like three kind of go off in like one window and then it'll move to the next window and it happens and the next window and it happens like it happens all across and then it kind of like um skips a couple windows toward the end and then it does the final window and it's really weird so this guy doesn't know for sure what it is either of course but he's trying to figure it out and guess and like his theory is that they like I don't know what order to say this in if 
if they left the White House as is, it's like girded with like a steel beam frame. In the nineteen in the nineteen forties, yeah. the White House was refitted, and so like if you were to go in the White House today and think George Washington walked on this floor, you wouldn't. That it was totally like. They left the shell up, tore everything out, and put in steel beams and steel girders because it used to be wood frame. So there's nothing in the White House, you know, from back in those times except things that have been placed there like antiques and stuff like that. But the floors and the walls are all new, 1940s-ish. Now, I remember prior to Biden taking office that they had talked about a major sort of retrofitting construction project. And that could be this. But you bring on this, on the heels of this, the defensive wall that's gone up, the weirdo corral that they've put in front of the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I watched that video, and it's, it's, there's a couple, it's not just one video, it's like someone's watching and capturing stuff off the White House, you know, live feed. First off, the thing that strikes me interesting is that is not a building that people are in. Mm-hmm. That is not a the White House isn't a residence. There are apartments where the president lives, but the White House is usually, if I memory serves me right, like on all night long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, things that I've seen in the past. This looks like an empty building under construction. So it could it could be that. Um, there's a construction worker working out front. You know, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is a construction working in the middle of the night? There is something weird going on with the birds. Why are birds flying at night at the White House? And then as they get close, they're flying away. Well, that could be the massive amounts of electronics and, you know, 5G and stuff like that. You know, birds sense those things and they they run away and and other weird things that are going on. Again, why are birds flying at night? They don't fly at night. This is the middle of the night. And this guy's out there working in the middle of the night. I mean, it's it's fairly Stephen King creepy stuff. Then suddenly a series of light flashes happen room to room to room to room, but they miss two rooms. Now, what I was thinking was maybe a little counter to what this guy was thinking. But I was thinking they're bringing in operators or the people who are ultimately going to pull the assassination of the president. And they're they're basically glass housing or, you know, um, uh, uh, what's the thing? I, that I, well, I'm I'm not gonna say it no. technically. Sort of doing like a dry run. Dry yeah, like a dry run. But there's there's a, there's there's a term uh, shoot house. Mm. They're shoot they're shoot housing their way through it because it does look kind of like pistol fire if you were if you were doing and there and you get in there and you analyze it and there is some sort of explosive light spray that might be from a rifle. But it does seem to me that, like, if you were going to practice sort of, like, killing people in the White House, that's what it would look like. This guy's take is a little different. He thinks that there are demo charges being set in there that are slicing through the uh, small demo charges that are slicing through the support beams. And, the, and, and again, it doesn't look like anybody's in the White House. And this has been a weird ongoing story for D.C., not just for the past two months, but for most of COVID and really the better part of a year that many of the buildings in DC right now are empty. So again, big picture stuff. We go from nutty to nuttier to nuttiest. There are a lot of there. There's something going on that everybody is not seeing. There is something going on that a group of people are running. And then the weird thing is like you go to Biden's fake white house And at no point does Jen Psaki ever say, oh, 
we're doing retrofitting on the White House, yeah, why not and this just is say it? they just they they look you in the eye and they say this is the White House, <laughs> and no one's allowed to. Add, and we're like, clearly it isn't the White House. But then there's all these technical glitches that you would think like, why don't you have a Hollywood director and staff and crew and continuity artist in there to get this right? That's what they do every day in Hollywood. And guess what? They're not even working in mass right now. So what are you? trying to do why are you doing this thing why did biden say the white house in florida as this guy mentions in the video he doesn't believe in the q stuff but sometimes you put these things together and you look at this video and you begin to wonder maybe not all of it's true maybe some of it's true and i don't even know about that but i know that there's some sort of like super weird thing going on that they are preparing for, that they're not talking about. And I would say this. I live on a coast. The White House is on a coast. D.C. is on a coast. For the last two weeks around here, it has been inordinately unbusy. Mm -hmm. Unordinarily not busy. The thing that the Medusa and I keep saying when we go out and around, we keep saying, like, where is everybody? Yeah. You know, is that the same case with Medusa? There has been talk that the government you're the medusa yeah you you said is that the same case with medusa oh the same case with washington dc is uh, i've also heard the same thing about new york uh belly dweller just had some friends go to the met and no one was there Hmm. no it was 50 percent full the streets were empty all this kind of stuff is that the violence and the crime is the violence and the crime even really happening i think it is or is it is it a psyop to make people feel like they need to stay in, they need to flee, they need to be afraid? I there one last thing. There are rumors that the government has possibly moved to Colorado or Atlanta. Again, that's crazy Q stuff. I don't know. I don't even know that that's a Q rumor. But that's some things that people have said, and there are contingency plans for those things. Well, why would you have those contingency plans? Well, you would have those contingency plans if you're planning on having World War III. Are you planning on having World War III? Well, we've given our super carrier to NATO, and there's all this equipment stacking up in 60 Russian divisions, and neither of us are intent on backing down. In fact, Blinken and Biden are doing their damn best to let Russia in. I don't know, but I know that there are Russian subs off our coast. That is a known reported fact. They have nuclear weapons. We have nuclear weapons. Washington, D.C. is surrounded by a massive missile defense. I would think that they would be fine. But if you're looking at a group of people who are thinking that they're about to be in a shooting war, it does kind of make sense why the government isn't there in large part. It does make sense where I live, where you have a lot of elite insiders who are in the government. These are the funders and the financiers where I live. It's a very rich area, Newport Coast, Orange County, Beverly Hills, and everything like that. Why have all these people disappeared? I'll give you one other thing that's crazy. I work out in my garage, and I'm right, and because I'm a pilot, used to be a pilot, I kind of know the air routes and the traffic and everything like this. I have seen an inordinate amount of southernbound traffic lately. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's inter- not all of it. But I, I, I'll sit there and I'll work out and I'll look up, you know, while I'm lifting them weights. And I'll be like, there's another plane flying south. Huh. It's another plane flying south. It's, it's, it's happening a lot. So I don't know if there's sort of an insider exodus very quietly from the United States because we are about to be targeted for this sort of World War III and they know it. And maybe that's what the dark winter was all about. 
Maybe the jab and the inoculation, I don't want to sell anybody, but maybe there was something in there to protect you from a bioweapon, you know, that they were going to use, or maybe they just wanted to kill all of us so that we weren't a burden on the supply chain after we have to rebuild. I don't know, but here's what I do know. I think right now all those things have to be considered because there's no one coming out and acting like an adult or acting really like a leader on the other side. In fact, if anything, they seem to want to gaslight us. They seem to want to say and do things that they know will irritate us and make us crazy. They seem to not take even like it, it would it would be common sense to know that people are watching the White House, talking about the White House. And, and they would say, don't worry, there's nothing going on here. The business of the government that you're paying for is still going on and everything's totally fine. We had to build a secure set for Biden, you know, for these reasons. And it's like they don't want to say anything. They don't want to reassure, reassure anybody. And if you look at psychological tests where they try to make people crazy, this is the kind of stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it is weird and we thought we would bring it to you. I We're going to post the video of that guy's analysis. And, and I think some of you have some experience. So I welcome. And I don't I don't know that I agree with him. And I don't know what's going on. But it does seem weird to me. And then there's a weird light disturbance in there, too. Oh, that's right. That he talks about. That's, you know, and he talks about some strange stuff with that, too. But it is a strange light disturbance. You do see it. It is kind of odd. You, real quick, I don't think you completed what his theory was, which was the reason that theoretically the reason that they were maybe slicing through those steel girders and stuff is that if those were in place all perfectly as they're supposed to be, you couldn't like, let's say, attack the White House with a missile and have it just like crumble. Yeah. And so if theoretically, if they kind of demoed those steel girders and they wanted to do a false flag where the White House gets destroyed and it looks so dramatic and everything, yeah. that would be theoretically... It would seem would like they're attempting to stage a show in which the White House is catastrophically destroyed for all of America to see when we've had about uh, 60 years, 80 years of making the White House the most secure place on Earth. And now they're in there monkeying around. And yeah, like, you know, what are you going to... Oh, MAGA found an RPG and flung it through the window and the whole place come down. Oh, that's... Yeah. You know, or, oh, the Russians, you know, did a, a, a sub-launch and they got one through. It's like, you, you know, that'll happen and all of America will buy it, patriots and the left, because they'll be so enraged. And they'll do and go smite whoever the globalists want them to smite. And right now... The motivation for a war with Russia isn't high after 20 years of Afghanistan and Iraq, but blow up that White House and it's we're we're trotting out Lee Greenwood's proud to be an American, and my concern is that that might not be genuine, that they might be using us. I don't know. That's his theory, but it is worth considering. All these things are worth considering. And that's why on Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, we bring you this insanity. We will be back tomorrow with a uh, paid podcast for the insiders. So if you get a chance, subscribe, and you can get that fun podcast and and uh, be part of all the insanity. That is the podcast. <laughs>